0: What's up, my miners of intelligence and consciousness? I'm Rick Brooks, and this is Rick's Mind. Today with me, I have a very dear friend, Mr. Travis Tracy. And we're gonna go over kind of his journey of self-discovery in, into from a place of fucking up to a place of being a badass. So without further ado, welcome Travis. Oh, how you doing there, bud? Oh, not so bad, not so bad. Just, uh, got back from old Duluth, so... Oh, yeah, up north there. Oh, yeah. So, uh... Where did you get that accent from?
1: Oh, I got that from Minnesota. Um, you know, you go up north and you go walleye fishing up there, and some of the lakes, and you just kind of pick it up from the locals.
0: Oh yeah, I hear ya. Oh, Bemidji is beautiful this time oh, of year. I
1: love Bemidji. Got to go up to Bemidji this time of year. It's nice and cold, freeze your tits off, but <laughs> it's a it's a
0: great place to be. Sure, hey there, bud. Absolutely, <laughs> you betcha. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, so I made that move uh, in June. I decided um, I couldn't just stick around Oregon the rest of my life and just, everyone says how great it is here, but you've lived here your whole life. How do you know how great it is?
0: And I'm and, going to s- stop you because Oregon's really shitty. It's mostly desert, but... Uh, it-
1: it is. It, it technically it's mostly desert. Mm-hmm, absolutely. But um, everyone who stays here just they just stay here and they're like, ah, greatest place, Pacific Northwest. Uh, is that true? I don't know. I um, I I've, I've lived in Germany for a while, studying abroad, and that was cool. Um, liked Oregon better than that. But uh, is it the best place in the United States? Well, you know, if you don't find out, you don't find out. That's true. Um, so I made that move. Uh, I just made a bunch of radical life changes in the past year. And, um, and that was, um, I'm still in, in the middle of it, trying to get a career started up there. So, um, it's been quite the journey throughout the past, past 13 months or so.
0: What are some of the radical life changes for the listeners?
1: Yeah. So, um... We did record a podcast last March, probably won't listen to that one, so we'll just do a recap. Yeah. Um, I was a pretty severe alcoholic throughout most of my 20s, Um. actually pretty much anything i get my hands on, really. Um, I was drinking every day, and then probably the last year and a half of my drinking, it, it got drastically worse, and it was hard liquor every single night, going to work hungover every single day, and it was... uh it was a miserable life. And, um, you know, when you throw depressants at yourself every single day, inevitably, you're going to become depressed. absolutely. (laughs) And so, um, I, uh, Oh, we had a friend's giving. This is kind of the, towards the end of it. We had a friend's giving with a bunch of coworkers and I was saying some stuff and making an ass out of myself. And, um, and then i just binged the rest of the weekend just completely binged i called i called yeah. you um, i called you and i don't even remember calling you and this is in the morning on sunday yeah. and i don't even remember calling you and i don't remember that day and then i woke up on monday with a, not a hangover but detoxing
0: yeah cuz i remember answering the phone and you were f- Fucked. Yeah. Just like, hey, yeah. hey <laughs> man, what's, what's going on, dude? I was like, um, are you fucked up? I'm like, oh,
1: maybe, dude. That yeah, had to be like. I at, couldn't
0: even uh, really understand you. That
1: had to be like at eleven a.m. Something stupid. But um, it was after that. Uh, it was. I detoxed all of Monday, and then it was just the most miserable day of my life. Just like, how do I die now? Because this mm-hmm. is awful. And um, you had had a whole day of that, and uh, I had plans on, to get drinks with a friend that Wednesday. So I had Veterans Day off. So that Monday was I had off, and I had plans to go get drinks with a friend on that Wednesday. So I took Tuesday. I was, you know, I didn't drink. And then that day, I was like, All right, I'm gonna have one drink and be done. That that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. I went out with my friend. I got hammered. Bought a Bought a pint on the way home, drank that, and I was like, "All right, I need help." Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so then, uh, I just decided, "All right, well, I need to do something." Um, so I went to an AA meeting the next day. I'm not I'm not saying anything against AA, but I, I, it's not for me. It's it's not for me. Um, there's a lot of, um, I think people get addicted to AA uh, rather than f- fixing. You know what's wrong with themselves yeah. um and, and and it works for people it does work it's, it has a proven track record but it wasn't for me i wanted to i wanted to be free of alcohol i wanted to be be able to be around it and not and not feel any urges or anything like that but when you're in AA, everyone's you know talking about how oh, it's been 16 years and i still want to drink i didn't want that to be me i wanted a permanent life change where i'm happy Waking up and, you know, going to work out in the morning and, and being healthy. Um, and I went to a smart meeting. That was a little bit better, but there's just a lot of negativity. And I know you have to get past the negativity to get to positivity, but man, it's just, it's, I, I do better and process everything better when it's spun in a negative, in a negative, or in a positive way. Yeah, And the negative, negativity just weighs on me. Um, the real, the real thing that helped me was a book. Um, oh my gosh,
0: this naked mind, this naked mind. Yeah. Okay.
1: This naked mind is a, is an amazing book, An Incredibly successful woman. She was drinking a bottle or two of wine a night and she just decided what's going on here. You know, like, why do I feel the need to do this? And so she did a bun- delved into it, did a bunch of research on it, um, a, lot of, a lot of sociology and psych- psychological research about how our society pushes drinking onto us. And so you feel like an outcast if you're not drinking. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, it is the only drug, the only drug where you say, oh, I'm not drinking. Oh, you don't drink? Why? Why are you drinking? What? Dude, bro, why
0: not, man? What's wrong with you?
1: Oh, you're not, you know, no one's ever going to be like, oh, you're not doing these lines of Coke?
0: Like, (laughs) you don't do Coke? What? Hey, bro, you want to fucking stick this needle in your arm like everybody else? No one (laughs) one says that
1: about anything, but we're so culturally, we're so alcohol-based when it comes to having fun that... um, that, you know, when you don't drink, everyone thinks that, you know, you're not a fun person or you, you know, you, or you have a problem. Is it okay if I drink around you, Travis? Yeah. Yes, of course it is. I'm out with you. I'm not going to ruin everyone else's fun. It, it, it's not even that. I don't want to.
0: Um, yeah. Sorry, I just pulled it up. Oh, okay. Sorry. Gotcha. gotcha. <clears throat> Anyways, keep going.
1: Um yeah, so I quit drinking November fifteenth of last year, and um, so it's been it's been about thirteen months into the journey now, um, and the, it's the remarkable thing is is I have no urge to. It disgusts me to, to think about it. Um, just for the very just for the reasons that I'm extremely healthy right now. I work out every day. Um, i I use my mind constantly. I'm studying programming and getting better at, at every aspect of life. And the thought of going back, even the thought of the feeling of being drunk, there's n- there there's no appeal to it anymore. None whatsoever. And this is what I wish, uh, you know, I could get across to other people who are struggling is the first six months suck. They really do. But if you can just convince yourself you're never going to do it again, and you can convince yourself it's gross, and you can convince yourself that it's repulsive, and the things that you do, and everything you do when you're drinking is, is not who you want, or not who you want to be, and not what you want to do, I think after six months, I convinced myself. I was just convinced. It's like, I'll never do this again. Never. I don't want to. Um, and it, it's freed me because I was able to go out to the bars with, you know, you, a couple other, our buddies on Thursday night, everyone's drinking, having a good time. And I'm, I'm drinking water and having a good time. Like it did, didn't affect anything.
0: No, uh, not at all. Other than the fact that I could drive us home. You could drive us home. (laughs) It was definitely needed as well. Absolutely.
1: So, um, yeah, it's, it's been, that's probably been the biggest, that was the biggest, hardest change. And then, um, and then just learning to be consistent and determined in other things that I do, has has been a change as well because, you know, you, so much time is freed up. Yeah. You know, before you get hammered, watch a Netflix show, pass out. Yeah. Now, now, what are you gonna do? You're, you're not just gonna sit there for four hours a night. Yeah. Um. So I I made the move to Minnesota um how i feel my four hours a night usually i go to jujitsu practice now instead of drinking i picked that up so it's just been it's been a wild year and it's been great
0: i do have a question for you do you think that you could still be have friends like if we were the way we were when we were in college and all we did for fun was drink i don't think that we could still be friends does that make sense? So like you, you hang out with me, drinking's n- not a part of our, we go to the gym, we train, we'll, we'll go to yoga, we'll do different things, go on a hike. But like at college when I was like 18 to, you know, 21 years old, all I wanted to do was drink. So I, th- I feel like for people that are listening that might be struggling, I think if you have friends that that's all they do. I think the first six months you should probably eliminate those relationships. What are your thoughts on that?
1: So i I do want to say I do want to preface this by I am an incredibly lucky for the friends and family that I have because they were really supportive. Um, ev- everyone I was close to was very supportive, and they all knew, you yeah. know. Um, so uh, there are other people out there who may not have that support system that I did. So I'm incredibly lucky in that aspect. So there are, you know, just like anything in life, there are people who are going to have extra hurdles. But believe me, you will be infinitely happier if you if you can leap over those hurdles and just make yourself a better person. Because that's what I did. And, you know, uh, this is another thing that AA does. Everyone's comparing sizes, basically. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, ah, oh, I was... But uh, in reality, you know, it's not the same for everybody, but you will be, you will be happier if you think you have a problem and you you eliminate from your life. Yeah. You know, if you have a persistent problem that's on your back all the time and you eliminate it, it's like, oh, I feel better. Yeah, definitely. Um, but in regards to your question, no, um, because you're not going to seek those friends out. That's like, true. I'm not going to make new friends in Minnesota because I'm not going to the... that are drinking because I'm not going to go to the bar every night. Yeah. I'm surrounding myself with people that have similar interests as me.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and that's another thing you have to develop when you quit drinking is hobbies. Yep. Because uh, your hobby was drinking before. <laughs> yeah. It was going to the bar. It was. Uh, so you start surrounding yourself with people that have similar interests as you and who are goal-driven and you know who are people you want to surround yourself with that's another thing i like about moving to a city is i could pick and choose everybody you know yes. where i'm at
0: yeah it's a drastic change to your life you just like kind of like a, a shock to your system which i think is also enabled you to continue to be successful because you went there with a plan and you you're executing that plan a vision so to speak chasing a dream of becoming a data scientist like that you see so you, I think it's beautiful. And one of the things in my personal experience of like doing dry jams or whatever, sober uh, Septembers is I love, like you said, how much time you have and also how many different adventures you end up seeking out when you're not drinking or going to the bar. Cause going to the bar is easy. It's convenient and they're fucking everywhere. And it's almost a guaranteed good time, but finding different little hobbies or research and that requires planning and a level of curiosity that not all people it requires work and effort, right? So that's why the bar is easy. Finding other alternative, like what what kind of you've been into a lot of shenanigans since you got into. Many, since you've been in the Twin Cities, like what you were telling me, you went to fucking play Frisbee or Ultimate?
1: Yeah, my roommate, she plays Ultimate Frisbee. And so I went with her and played in like, I mean, it was like 15 degrees out and it was in the <laughs> snow. And it was, it was miserable. I'll say that because I could see how, like, yeah, it's just miserable because you're in the snow and it's cold and, these people, it was a good time, but at the same time, it was miserable. No. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, I'm not used to the cold yet. No, dude. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I do that. I started jump roping a lot. I kind of replaced that, uh, replaced running with that because I can't run. I'm not going to run in negative degrees. No. So jump rope a lot. I just do, I do a lot of working out and a lot of studying is what I do when I'm there. Uh, it's but it was it, it's been really nice to step back and get like a perspective on it being back in Oregon for a week. It really has been. Yeah, nice little refresher.
0: what do you, What would you say is refreshing about coming back home? and
1: I think when you're so far into something, sometimes your mind gets too set in its ways. I think that's the best way to put it. And too then too rigid in your ideology. Too rigid, yes, exactly. Um, and you start being too hard on yourself. You know, I haven't, I haven't found my career job yet. Now, you know, I'll, but before I came here, I was really stressing about it. And um, things, things have, you know, worked out while I've been here, where I have a couple interviews lined up. But I was, I was able to step back and just be like, hey, you know, where were you six months ago? You know, you're better now. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: How much weight have you lost? Total?
1: Uh, about 35 pounds. Yeah.
0: 35 pounds. sh dude's sh- 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 shredded. Cost me a lot of money on a dinner. <laughs> I uh, yep. made a bet. First, well, This bet's been going on for seven years. Seven years. Oh, yeah. Whoever's going to get a six pack. <laughs> and then we both got serious about it, but he was a little bit more fucking hardcore. Uh, yeah. And he kicked uh. my ass. But there's a new bet. There is a new bet. We'll see. June 13th, son. My 29th year. Your boy's finally getting shredded.
1: Hey, look, it took me to my 29th year, Rick. You'll get there. Dude,
0: I feel so good. Yeah, you're older than me. Yes. Yes, this is the year. Then we'll just wear that. Anyways, sorry. I'm off, to, <laughs> way off topic. I'm still pissed about it. I hate losing. No,
1: no and, you know, another thing is, uh, you know, I still, I still have, like, just an addictive personality. And when people say that, it's just so true. I just, I cannot moderate anything. I like to exercise a lot.
0: Mm -hmm. Why?
1: Because I get high. Yep,
0: no, I agree.
1: Because I get high doing it. That's exactly, that's exactly why I love it so much. But, you know, you replace bad habits with good habits. And you know what? Uh, One thing I want to work on for 2020 is actually volunteering more because I get high from volunteering. Yeah. I feel good. Like yeah. when you're when you're out there, you know, picking up garbage or or doing whatever you want to do, and you're helping the environment or helping other other people out, it makes you feel good. That's why people do things. That's what we're driven on. So uh, I mean, that's one of my goals for twenty twenty is to be more more selfless, and to do things for other people. And uh, I've thought about doing something, something addiction related, but I'm just not sure what. I would like to help out young folks who are like, you know, kind of like I was and just try to try to cut off the five-year addiction at 5 years rather than 10 or 15 or yeah or forever for them, you know. Yeah. Um and kind of say, "Hey, you know, you can do this, man. You just got to you just got to stick to it, and put surround yourself with the right people."
0: It's I definitely agree with you. It's it's different. It's it's interesting because I've I've lived with you for years, like in college and stuff. Yeah. And that was one of the things that we would talk about. Be like, ah, oh, dude, I'm an alcoholic. And I'd be like, oh yeah, I fucking know, man. I definitely know. Um, and but you always knew. It's kind of like me. Like we we're we always knew we were destined for better things to be the best. It's whatever. Be on that journey. So it was always like I'm gonna I'm gonna someday I'm gonna have to deal with this. You would always say that someday I'm gonna have to deal with this. And and then that day came when you couldn't account for what two or three days of your life. And, you're, and it you're was one like, one day, one
1: day yeah. I truly
0: couldn't account for. Yeah. Yeah. And you were like, it's time to deal with this. It's, yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> It's time to deal with this, <laughs> and you did.
1: Oh yeah, it was. Um, you know, it's it is very very difficult in the beginning, um, and I, you know, I looking back on it, it's just it, it's really hard to explain how 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 you feel every day because you're keeping yourself from something one of the only things that brings you up um, because you. Because you've brought yourself so far down with it, it was the only thing to bring you up to the normal state, the just
0: neutral state of being. That's fucking crazy. I never thought about it like that.
1: And so um, when you're without that and you are very, very consciously without it, like very consciously, like every second of every day for the first probably month, (sighs) maybe two, every day you're thinking about it. Every single day, and then you know, like, is
0: it, how? What are the thought? What are the thoughts like? Because I, I can kind of relate, like, with chewing tobacco I, or nicotine. Like,
1: so I think, say, the first month is the hardest. There was at least one time where I had driven to the liquor store and was like looked at it, I was like, mm, no, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> really? And then, and then you drive back home, but I'm telling you, the sake of mine, that book is, I read that. And uh, it changed it changed my perspective a lot. What was and the
0: perspective that the book gave you? I haven't read it yet. I just it, wrote it down. Though I'm gonna read it this year. Uh, it
1: just made you realize how much it's pushed on us, and how um, and how really, you know, you you own your mindset. You own it. Um, if you choose, a, a lot of a lot of people they don't choose not to drink again. They think they can moderate. They think they can do this, and they think they can do that. But the real freedom comes from knowing that you're never going to do it again. That's where the real freedom comes from because, because now that's free from your mind. It's it's a fact. It's no longer, well, maybe I can have a drink here or there. Oh, no, it's a fact. Fuck. I, so your mind is free. It's completely gone because it's over here. It's in the facts section.
0: Yeah.
1: You don't have, ever have to worry about it again because it's in the facts section. It's not a... In the middle, oh, maybe, it's just a fact.
0: I'm never doing it again. Yeah,
1: I'm never. I can't ever do it again. Nope, done. And um, and I won't because
0: life is so much better without it. So yeah, dude, for sure. That's, I didn't. I never. Uh, I want to read that book now, but I've never thought about that. That's kind of I've always been my. Now that you said that, I'm learning something. Uh, that's been my hiccup with tobacco it's always been like oh, you know maybe i could just maybe i just take a zen maybe just just take one you know it's not going to hurt anything but if you decide that if i i did, have decided that i'm never going to do it again because i can't that's it it's 100% ownership of it zero excuses it's not for me i don't do that anymore
1: and it becomes a fact in your mind. Like it's not even like uh, someone's taking it out, and you feel the need. Like if someone's drinking a beer around me, it's like, cool, you know, whatever. You know, you're doing you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. This is a fact.
0: Yeah, this isn't for me. It's poison. I'm yeah. allergic so, to it. No.
1: Um. So that's one thing I took away from the book, and just it really is incredible how many people, even our friend, is you know when we were going out to drink. He texts, is it okay? Or we are talking on the phone, is it okay if I drink around you, Travis? Yes, buddy. You could do it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, we're going out to the bars. That's what you guys are doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that wasn't me, guys. I knew I was okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But
1: the weird thing is, is um, is it's with alcohol and with with different with different drugs come different. Um So there's certain drugs where I just can't take them. Like if, if I, but if I smoke pot, it'll be like once and I'll be fine. You know, I don't have the urge to do that every day, and that's a weird one,
0: right? I think we talked about this. I think it's because pot is. You and I are kind of very driven and intense, and we want to be stimulated. Like, let's fucking go! Yeah, and pot. It's kind of like, hey, everyone's so nice, and I feel so sensitive, and man, I love you, man. And, dude, we're not necessarily about that all the time. We kind of want to kick ass, take names, and we. I like stimulants. Well, things that o- make me angry, things that make me uh, – or pump me up instead of, like, I don't know.
1: Well, the only time I can smoke pot and just enjoy it is, like, if I know I worked – my ass like i did the best i could that day oh, yeah.
0: otherwise it's like an anxiety ridden yeah, experience cuz then you're just like you the it's like dude you're a piece of shit you could have done this, yeah. this this you know did did you miss a, did you miss 365 on legs dude how dare you yeah, yeah. What's your diet like, Rick? Oh, it's not good. You, I know you had that fucking cheeseburger. That's my mind. When oh, I'm I don't pot.
1: ever worry about diet. I do. <laughs> I, 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 I work out so much and don't to worry about you just that. See,
0: yeah, you do. Well, listen, I'm ramping it up, dude, because in six months, <clears throat> let's just say you're going to be taking me to a very expensive restaurant. Yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah, the mo- it took your boy, Travis, to, for the listeners, to uh, Fugu de Chao. How was it?
1: I figured a chow down.
0: <laughs> it what, dude? You did smash some I, food. I ate a lot <laughs> of protein. It was good. Uh, everybody, other buddy, got the uh, the meat sweats and almost got sick. <laughs> 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 uh, it was a good good time. So
1: yeah, but so uh, the uh, I think the addiction journey has probably been the biggest journey. My other journey, uh, I just I knew I had to get out of Oregon. I knew I wanted to move someplace, so I moved there. And um I work uh, right now I'm working at Target Distribution Center throwing boxes. Um can can we call
0: a I wanna pause this because you really skipped over uh am I skipping? A, a big portion of how you brought that move to fruition. Where'd you live, Travis?
1: Oh yeah, so uh when I was in Bend, uh, I needed to save money to uh to move out to Minnesota and I was like, man. Rent is expensive in in Bend, Bend, Oregon. If anyone doesn't know, it's a, it the median house price there's half a million dollars. It's expensive, so uh, it's a real uh, shitty place to live you too. You don't want to go there. Any <laughs> anybody listening from south of Oregon, you don't want to move there. It's a, it's a desert. Um, anyways, uh, so it was like seven hundred fifty dollars a month, and I was like, dude, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to pay rent anymore. So I gave my notice because I only had to give a month notice uh, where I was living, and then I lived in my car for a while just to save money so I could move out there. Um, which is definitely—it was an experience.
0: It was kind of fun. It was, yeah, my favorite. I just have to bring this to. I called you one night and you're like, Oh man, I'm just, I'm going to my c- community center right now. I was like, what? There's a community center. And Ben is like, yeah, just, uh, just going to head into the community center and hang out with all the regulars. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like the Walmart community. You <laughs> staying in a Walmart. Part, well, you know. that was
1: my, that was my bathroom. You know, that you don't really, it was open 24, 24 hours. I could go in there. Then I'd find a nice quiet neighborhood with lots of, you know, families parked on a little side street and just uh, just curl up my back seat and fall asleep. And then go nice. to the. Gi- it forced me to go to the gym every day, too, because <laughs> I had to shower and go to work.
0: Absolutely. So did you wake up at the ass crack at dawn and then go to the gym? Yeah, and
1: it was beautiful. Cause yeah. It's in the mountains, and you see the sunrise every morning, and then uh, just go to the gym and, and then go to work. Uh, it, it worked out all right, um, and then I would just, I mean, I would come back here during the weekends and do laundry and see family, because I knew I was going to leave, so I wanted to spend as much time with them as I could. Yep. Um, yeah, I was homeless for a little while, by choice. Yep. I That's another thing, like, I, I say I'm homeless, but, you know, if you're doing it by choice, it's much different than um, if circumstances forced you to do that. Yeah,
0: exactly, because, um, I mean, we've talked about it. I've been homeless for a yeah. time, too. By choice, it's kind of awesome,
1: right? But if you're put, if you have those extra stressors of you're not, it's not by choice. It's not fun.
0: Um, and that sucks. And you will get out of that situation, whoever you are.
1: Yeah, exactly. Just uh, it'll take take a little work, take a little elbow grease, but you'll get
0: out of it. Absolutely.
1: Um. Yeah. So I lived in I lived in my car for a a while, and then um, I quit my job, and uh, I I, me, you, and our other buddy Scott. Drove out there in mid June, um, just uh, driving and having a dream in mind, I guess.
0: Which I mean, in it, the whole trip, so you picked up Scott and I tied one on the night before, and uh, you showed up bright and early in the morning at probably probably like four thirty-five a.m. Yeah. and just all pumped up. I was not about that life. <laughs> at all and I got in the back of the truck and I woke up and we were almost to Idaho I do, I do yep, remember that I waking do. Up in Idaho, and uh, then stopping in Coeur which is glorious and then making it to do we make it to Helena the first night or do we make it to Bill no no it's Helena we made it to Helena so we made it to Helena night one almost ran out of gas when I was driving I was <laughs> fucking stressed yeah. out dude I was so stressed <clears throat> I remember that. And then the next day we made it to Whitefish, South Dakota. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you ever get a chance to see the, the Black Hills of South Dakota, you should do that. It's absolutely glorious. So beautiful.
1: You know, it was interesting because I didn't even really, I didn't really even, I've never heard anyone talk about them before. Really? Me.
0: You've heard me talk about them. I
1: don't, it's just like, it, you know, everyone talks about Yellowstone or Glacier or um Yosemite, Yosemite yeah. You never hear about the Black Hills, but the Black
0: Hills are sweet. Oh, they are beautiful. Absolutely. Just just green landscape lots of pine trees there's massive prairie there's buffalo there's fucking the people are nice so nice everyone so plays nice. banjo <laughs> I don't know uh,
1: it's, no I didn't know Dad I didn't know Deadwood was a real place until we went there no, I Deadwood had no idea I didn't know. I was just like, "Oh, a TV show about a fictional Western town." Nope, it's no, real.
0: It's fucking real, and they are very proud of their history. Yes, Deadly. they are. And that's kind of a weird little town. Um, you get into a lot of trouble in the Dakotas, and I tried to. So, I love that. And then we mm. made it to Minnesota. Then, dude, that no, was no. Quick...
1: We went to Rapid City. Remember, we stayed a day in the Black Hills. We stayed in Rapid City.
0: Rapid City fucking sucks. Rapid City <laughs> is rampant with poverty. Uh, sorry, I was very depressed. Um, if you're from Rapid City, it's, it's a kind of a quaint, nice town, but I, I would never live there. It was very sad to me. I would say the positives of it is you're 30 minutes from the Black Hills. You're, it's, it's not that far from the Black Hills. I'd probably just move out west. And the Badlands. And the, dude, the Badlands were incredible. Sensational. If you ever get a chance, check out the Badlands, cause, uh. It's glorious. It's where the buffaloes still roam. They still fucking roam there. It's I we should maybe do a camping trip there. I would like, love to. Yeah. That's, like, that's
1: in, right in the middle.
0: It's right yeah, Not exactly. Really. It's much closer for me. I it think. is, but like it would be fun. I would probably fly into Rapid City
1: or Sioux you could fly into
0: Sioux I Falls into into and I'd Sioux pick Falls, you up. Sioux Falls you could pick me up. That's that wouldn't be bad at all.
1: Um, yeah, so then we made it to Minneapolis the next day, you and Scott flew out, I had an Airbnb for a week, and I had to hustle my ass off to find a place to live, and, um, I just got super lucky, I found, um, I found a house on Craigslist with some people that were all employed in their 30s, one was 29, and, um... And we all get along. Fantastic! I just lucked out, really. Um. Then I had so that was step one is finding housing. Step two is finding a job just to subs- sustain myself, which um, was a little bit more difficult than I thought. But Target was just hiring people at their distribution center, so I was like, well, f- "All right, I'll I'll guess I'll do that." I have, I'm a physical able human, um, so I've been doing that for the past five months, and I'm really sick of it. Uh, <laughs> I'm really <laughs> sick of it. Uh, so I have I have a couple interviews coming up. I'm just hoping for the best. A couple things in the works because it's technically a seasonal position. So that ends uh, that ends the end of January. But man, the job market anywhere right now is just insane. You know they say we have low unemployment, but but the thing the thing is is yeah, they need people in labor positions. Not, yeah, they need people in white-collar positions. That's where they need people is in labor positions. But they
0: do need people in white-collar positions. They do. And you're fine. Again, it's just the people are a little bit more choosy.
1: It's, the, uh, it's just the first step. You know, getting your foot in the door somewhere where you don't know anybody um, for a position, doing analytics, they're like, who is this guy? You know, I can't. No one can vouch for me there. That's... That's been a that's been a difficult thing in and of itself is just um, not having anyone to vouch for you and not having it an in anywhere but you know it's just part of the challenge it's it's part of uh, it's part of the excitement of it and the uh, thing is is I know I'm doing my best if I fail I fail if I succeed then I think that's the right thing because I've been working my ass off
0: yeah no and <laughs> you, you you are not. You're not going to fail. I mean, the fact that you now, in an interview, and you should do this if you happen, can say, this is what I want to do with my life. I I believe in myself and I have traveled, I've moved myself across the country to be in this position right now. I slept in my car to save money to make sure that this would happen. I, I self-taught myself the ability to code so I could be talking to you. If you can tell me another candidate that believes in himself that much, then so be it, take him. But I guarantee you there's, the other people you're interviewing haven't done what I've done. They haven't seen what I've seen, they haven't been through, I'm getting fired up. Like dude, you're not, anyone's going to be lucky to have you. And I fucking laugh at the people that didn't give you an opportunity because they don't know you. They don't know. You got to let them know, though. You got to sell yourself, son.
1: The the thing with interviewing, too, is, you know, um, I didn't really, I mean, I took pretty much the first job I could get out of college, so I didn't have a lot of opportunity to practice. But, you know, through the interviewing process, I have improved immensely, just like anything. How many (laughs) interviews?
0: How many interviews? Phone interviews? Yeah.
1: Probably around 20. Yeah. Um, I've been to two in person, one final, the one on Thursday's final. So, uh, we'll see where that all goes, but you know, you just, just just like anything, it just takes time to improve and figure out the system and and how to work it in your favor. Yeah. And, uh, and I did, and then I, my, my last phone interview on Friday, I did. Do something similar, say Good. something similar to what you said, and uh, it was easily my best interview yet. It helped because I had a sensational interviewer. Mm-hmm. She was she was remarkable. She would really let, like listen, and she was great. So that helps as well. I mean, there are there are some people in HR that are just terrible at their job because I, I I mean I've been ghosted. I've had an interview, phone interview set up, and been completely ghosted by somebody twice. Where, okay, it's at Monday at 10 a.m. Okay, 10:30. You know, if you're 15 minutes late, it's pretty unacceptable. But um, that, but you know, at least you remembered. I've had one where I, I I email them 30 minutes after the interview starts. Hey, you know, are we still doing this interview today? I'd really you know love the chance to talk to you, and. I heard nothing back for three days. I was like, what?
0: Did someone die?
1: No, I, that's, I actually followed up with her two days later. I was like, Hey, I hope everything's okay. Um, hope everything's okay with you. Uh, you know, I'd still love, love to speak with you on the phone. Just, you know, following up with her, seeing if everything's okay. Oh, something came up. Um, something came up. She said something came up with work and I was like, okay, that's unacceptable.
0: Um, Which is fair because you're you're too you don't want to work for a company like that or work with people like that on you know I get it but no
1: you know um, you have to respect my time too absolutely
0: you gotta fucking respect your time no
1: I took time out of my day to prepare for this interview to think about it and then sit there for an hour waiting for you
0: yeah not all the money in the world never bought a second of time. No. Time is our most valuable asset. Absolutely. So. One hundred percent.
1: It's been a. It's been a. It's been quite. A, quite the process. But, I. I have a feeling something's coming up soon.
0: I have a feeling too, man. It's as. Yeah, I have. I. I. I couldn't be, more excited about, what the future holds for you, and. Myself, dude. The end of a decade is near. 2020 is fucking upon us.
1: My 30th year of life. Your
0: 30th? Dude, but you're so young, man. <laughs> this is a time where you build. I love that. Like, I mean, I like the Gary, uh, Gary Vee saying, like, dude, fuck your 20s. You, you can build in your 20s, or you could just say, fuck it. I'm going to rage and have fun. And then when you get to your 30s, you've still got 40 years to build. You still have 40 years To build something, that's a lot of time. People under, look, I wish we might have to take a picture, put it up on the website of like year before, you might have to send me the collage, right? That's 13 months. Uh, People underestimate how much they can accomplish in a year.
1: Yeah, it's funny because I always looked at those before and after like weight loss pictures and I was like, dude, there's no way I can do that that's a lot and then you just do it it's in it the thing the thing about it is it's just consistency like that's that's it if you just even there are days where i just like go and i just don't feel it but i'm consistent i'm there and even if i don't get i'm there for 20 minutes i'm there and so i didn't ruin the streak you know because mm-hmm. if you ruin the streak it's always harder to go back like i got a I had a streak in jujitsu where I had missed oh like almost a week and it was like I was anxiety ridden going back, like, oh my god, I missed a week. It's so hard to go back.
0: Mm-hmm. And then you go back and you're like, Oh,
1: that was that was great. Oh I, I love I
0: love jujitsu. Why, did, why yeah. did I have been here? Um I am very similar, I have a very similar um mindset uh with meditation. I've been meditated every day. For fifty-seven or fifty-eight days, that's my run streak, and the, the app keeps a tab. There are days like when we went out where I'd forgot, and I had to listen to like a minute meditation, but I still did it because I did not want to break the routine slash habit. Cause it, I don't know, man. Like uh, I talked to you on the phone when I had that like panic attack as my room has been as as soon as I clean my room, it's been 50 clean for like 57 days straight because I enjoy a clean, organized space. And I've been making my day bed every day for probably 40 days. I think is when I came to the realization that maybe I need to start after well, after doing a bunch of reading and research, i found that most successful, like highly successful people have morning routines. They all have morning routines. And myself, I like to like, I know what I'm capable of, but I always like to add too many things on. Like, here's what I'm gonna get up and make my bed. Then I'm gonna make some gaiwasa tea. Then I'm gonna do 60 push-ups. Then I'm gonna stretch for 30. That's ridiculous. I can do all of those things, but I need to implement them one step at a time, which is what Scott was telling me. is like, okay, man, why don't you start with just making your bed? And I was like, yeah, I can do that. So I make my bed. I've I've done that for I don't know I think 40 some odd days when I get up to the first I'm gonna add one more step one more step. That's it Maybe it'll be making tea in the morning And then after I do that for a month or two Then maybe I'll add one more other step which would be like maybe stretching for ten minutes And that'll be it All Right, that's a nice little routine. So these are the things that I do every day that I must do I must make my bed, my bed I must make some tea for some antioxidants, maybe even Bulletproof coffee, who knows. And then I must stretch. And that's what I do every day. And I've been doing that for 40 years, right? Like, that's that's the plan. What Actually, what the fuck's your morning routine?
1: Um, I don't have one so much right now. It's something I'd like to build. It's just, right now, just working at the DC, it's difficult to build one, just because, you know, you're up at five, and then jujitsu goes till you know, nine or nine 30. Those are all excuses, but, um, still it's just, it, it's hard when you get home late and like, you have to be in bed immediately or you have to leave, you know, immediately pretty much when you wake up because you need, you need sleep. Yeah. I, dude, you you need, need sleep, especially when you're being physical all day, you need that time for your body to recover. Um, but when, uh, when I do get my career job is what I call it. Um, I would like to start, making my bed for sure that's an important one and and um but i think that i think more importantly i want to prepare for the day to the night before um i was making my lunch the night before and stuff like that just to make my mornings easier oh, and do that. ready to go
0: but no i'd like to start implementing a morning routine for sure I would say definitely, if uh, any advice, definitely prepare the night before. Because I don't like to think in the morning. But one of the things that um, I liked in the 48 Laws of Power are never rush. Powerful people don't rush anywhere. And I was like, fuck, that's, that's, that's a good point. What's the point of rushing? You should already be prepared. You should have foreseen this, right? So... That's kind of why I started the whole wake getting to work an hour early. is because I didn't want to rush. I'm never late for anything. You are never ever. late for anything.
1: I'm a very punctual person. I, even
0: I, even my hungover ass is punctual. No, I'm I'm not punctual. <laughs> I'm I'm like I'm semi punctual. I I don't know. It's tough. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm um. Uh, I guess if I was' I'm 50 50 so i'm I'm not punctual at all like if I, are you are you the type of person that's gonna gonna show up on time for a party yes you're a fucking psycho I'm gonna be an hour late 45 well minutes. Yeah, I mean it
1: depends on what party it is. is it like good friends that I know that are hosting it probably show up on time if it's people I don't know I'll show up later so it totally
0: depends on the I feel situation like I just turn that around on me. And you outmaneuvered me right there. It's I'm probably going to be late still. <laughs> <laughs> just, and you know what?
1: I'm going to be kind. I'm going to bring him a gift. I'm going to bring a gift over because they're hosting a party. They went through all of
0: this work. I do that as the well. The least well, I could well, do
1: I've, is I bring okay, something you know, to I them. I definitely
0: do that as well. So, you know, I'm just going to be a little... <laughs> you're such a fucking dick <laughs> sorry uh rick and
1: i always have a friendly competitive, co- competitive relationship we
0: do it's great that's no but i do those things too but that's that was that was a solid jab man that, that was all you got me
1: no i'm excited to come back uh come back here hopefully summer 2020 and uh and talk more about just you know where my journey has led and what are their insights? There's a lot of goals that I have, I want to implement in ne- in the next year, and um, and I just want to see where I'm at. I'm excited to see where I'm at with them, because anyone, if you just set goals, it just takes consistency and showing up. And if you don't feel like doing it, do it for five, ten minutes, and just keep going. Um, but I have a lot of things I want to implement in 2020, just just to keep on keep keep the self improvement rolling just be, to become smarter to become faster to become stronger um and just you know to to keep being determined to be successful that's what I want that's what I want out of life is to feel successful to be successful to be the best essentially the best human I can be so, the best
0: version of yourself possible yeah. I do that's we got to stop there that's a great place to end I mean I can't Thank you so much for coming on the show, dude. Um, I know I speak for everyone in our friend group and everyone in your your family. You have inspired me, them, and hopefully he inspired you listening. Never give up on yourself, fucking follow your dreams, and be willing to sacrifice everything to see them happen. Stay inquisitive, peace.